This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. HubbardInteractive.com See, just be real with me. For a second. My Talk 1071 is KTMY FM, HD1, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. All right, let's stay alert, people. News time. Entertainment news. Brought to you at the top of every hour. Welcome to hour two of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. We are everything entertainment, like music news. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Alrighty then. Why don't you start with what you found about Darius Rucker? Now <laughs> I'll offer kind of a counterpoint to what Darius has okay. to say. Okay, I found this kind of humorous because Darius and I were about the same age, and I think we kind of feel the same way. Terrified. Um, <laughs> In general. <laughs> yes, anxious. Um, no, remember, you know, like maybe your grandparents were like afraid of computers. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, some people are getting that same vibe from artificial intelligence. Darius Rucker was asked if he might use it as a songwriting tool. And he said, basically, not going to happen. He said, technology is way in front of me. I want to keep doing things the way I do it and write songs the way I write songs and let the chips fall where they may. The AI thing is scary, man. It's scary. I don't want to wake up one day and have a robot standing over me. It's scary. But technology can be that way. Right? But what if he was struggling with a hook? Right? And it's just like, man, I just need one. Or I need a bridge. Yeah. Wonder if you, I bet you could. I bet like on ChatGPT you could write, hey, here, here, here's the verse and the chorus of the song. I need a bridge between verse two and three. And then it could analyze the rest of it. And then throw one in there. Let's dig them up. <laughs> Must be interesting. Okay. Where's where this all going to be, Donna? Where's it going to be in 10 years? Will we look back and say, why? Why were we so up in arms about AI? It caused this sort of uh, nervousness, almost like Y2K. Everybody's t- There's another story every day about artificial intelligence. Or will we look back and say, do you remember when humans used to work here? What will right. we be? What will be? We need to start watching more sci-fi, though, to prep for it. You know that. Yeah, oh, for day, sure. Right? <laughs> now, maybe a more optimistic view of artificial intelligence. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Beatles? I think so, yeah. So they were yep. big in the 60s. That's the one whose uh, guy's girlfriend ruined the band. Okay. Yeah. Donna, what? please, as a woman, <laughs> please don't put down other women in 2023. 
You are what's wrong with this country. He, Paul McCartney, had just told BBC Radio 4's Today program that technology has been used to extricate John Lennon's voice from an old demo so he could complete a song and essentially make the final Beatles record. Okay? He didn't name the song. Paul McCartney did not. But it's believed that it's likely to be a 1978 John Lennon composition called Now and Then. They did this uh, article on BBC.com. They said that, and, and I'll explain why, why this technological breakthrough maybe will finally allow this final Beatles song to happen. It had already been considered as a possible reunion song for the Beatles back in 1995. They were compiling their career-spanning anthology series back then. He had received a demo a year earlier, back in 1994, from John Lennon's widow, Yoko Ono. And it was one of several songs on a cassette labeled For Paul mm. that John Lennon had made shortly before his death in 1980. Okay. So it was kind of like lo-fi sound. These tracks, they say, were largely recorded onto a boombox as John Lennon sat at a piano in his New York apartment. I'm walking here. Then they cleaned it up by a producer named Jeff Lynn. Two of those songs, Free as a Bird and Real Love, were completed and then released in 1995 and 96. Those at the time, almost 30 years ago now, if you can believe that, marked the Beatles' first new material in 25 years. The band, surviving members at the time, also attempted to record this song called Now and Then, which is like an apologetic love song, and they say it was very typical of John Lennon's later career, but the session got abandoned. Uh, they, one of the, the producers said it was one day, it was one afternoon, really messing around with it. The song had a chorus, but it was like totally lacking in verses. So we did a backing track, a rough go. We didn't really finish it. Paul McCartney claimed that George Harrison refused to work on the song, saying the sound quality of Lennon's vocal was, and this feels very British, quote, rubbish. Oh. He said it didn't have a very good title, needed a bit of reworking, but it had a beautiful verse. And it had John singing on it. This is what uh, Paul McCartney said about it. But George didn't like it. So the Beatles being a democracy, we didn't do it. Uh, George Harrison has since passed away. The democracy uh, is, I just suppose, just a two-member one. And I think the voting, the 51% would go to Paul McCartney on any voting issues, I would imagine. But here's what they've done. They have this technology now that has really allowed them to clean up John Lennon's vocals so that it doesn't sound like he's sitting at and recording it into a boombox in 1979 and interestingly the turning point came with peter jackson's get back documentary there was a dialogue editor who trained computers to recognize the beatles voices and to separate them from background noises even their own instruments so that they could then create clean audio so there was a person who heard John Lennon's old tapes on the tapes labeled for Paul. Okay. It, you hear New York City sounds. You hear even just like the elect, the electricity in John Lennon's New York apartment. You know, refrigerators yeah, humming sure. and all oh, that, wow. but even louder back then. Neat. But this person comes through and says, we could use AI and technology today to differentiate what is the vocal, what is the refrigerator hum, what is just the static from the recording device, and isolate the voice and make it good. So they think now that they officially will be able to uh, later 
later this year, I believe, release the new and final Beatles song called Now and Then. Okay. There's AI for the win. Yeah. If the song's good. I mean, they say it is, but, you know. But they're close to it, you know. Yes. Correct. Thank you. When do we get to hear it? I believe sometime this year. Just hold your horses. If you have any horses, I want you to hold them back. I want you to get those reins in your hand. And I want you to grab them. Okay? Okay. All right, thanks, man. Yeah, later this year. Sometime. All right. But they finished it. They finished the recording. So now they'll just figure out when they want to when they want to drop it. Drop it like it's hot. I think that's an old pop culture reference. <laughs> I like that, Donna. Thank you for doing that part. That's what I sing in my head every time you name drop. Oh, nice. You should name drop more. I know I should. You're too humble about this stuff. People want to know. Whose tour bus were you on? Who have you interviewed 8,000 times? Don't worry about it. Tina sends an email regarding AI chatter. She says, I cannot wait until the world stops talking about all this AI stuff. Didn't the people who invented the term slash acronym for artificial intelligence consider the initials are already being used in the bovine breeding world? Ew. Say what now, Tina? Bovine breeding world. <laughs> Wait, what's a bovine? A cow. Yeah. AI, artificial insemination. There you go. There you go. What, cows can't have sex? I think it's a lot easier to manufacture the situation. Sure. I mean, I couldn't even begin to imagine how cows could figure that out. Just the rectangular shape of their bodies. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that I'm I'm right about that. And they couldn't even you know I'm right. Don't look up the video. I'm not. Trust but they me. have like rectangle bodies, right? And if his okay is way back there, yep, he's not going to be able to hind leg this thing. Well, apparently, and that have to be go go, you know, gadget that just can't work. I'm gonna have to look it up. I would like to leave. Well, we can all take a break now together. All right. I think hey, we have well, a bonus beat, right? It's a bonus beat, it's and it's a, a Luke beat. Bryan edition. Uh, Luke Bryan speaking out about Katy Perry on American Idol, what he had to say there. And uh, we can also actually sample a new song that he just test drove at a concert the other night, just like a little, you know, look like a Nashville bar kind of concert, and said, I don't know, what do you think? Should I release it? I think it's going to be a certified hit. Could be a number one for him. We'll listen to it. When we come back, it's Don and Steve. It's my talk. Hey, friends, what's up? Stevie Boy here. i got to tell you about the great happenings at Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. Has it been a while since you've been out there? Or maybe, and no shame here, all right, no judgment. Maybe you've never been to Chan Asin Dinner Theaters. You've heard people talk about it a lot. Well, in any case, I think that this summer is a great time for you to make a trip to CDT. Let me give you a few reasons why. How about on the main stage, the Broadway phenomenon, Jersey Boys. I'm so excited for this show. Uh, it's just going to be so much fun. Uh, there's going to be a big press night happening next week. It's going to be great. You're going to be hearing more and more people talk about it. These are the, the great songs of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Think about it, like Sherry, Ragdoll, Dawn. It's a showcase of the music and the stories that made them so iconic. Oh, what a night. Jersey Boy's going to knock your socks right off. Then there's Chan Essen's concert series. You've got tributes on the docket like Garth Brooks, Gladys Knight, Billy and Elton, Lou Rawls, Vintage Cruise with music of Kenny Loggins, and tons more. It is a great night out. The dinner and the show package, free parking as well. Good morning. Hey, welcome back. 
Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We have a bad, bad news that I must share with you, Donna. Alrighty. Always listening at just the wrong times. Our boss Amy was listening. Oh, uh oh. The text thread. <laughs> oh. Are you discussing cow sex? <laughs> I said that doesn't sound like something we would talk about. She then quoted me, their bodies are rectangles. <laughs> <laughs> You're seeing them as very boxy. It's probably because <laughs> I also have plastic figures of cows. You know, we have a lot of animal toys here. Sure. And so, again, unless it was some sort of a go-go gadget fire hose situation, I just don't understand physically how they could achieve a calf. I'm sure there are people who, at I'm a sure... younger age, can't picture humans either yeah but physically just in in terms of physics you could work it out if i showed you two humans (laughs) but two cows i mean i don't know gang hey if a horse can do it a cow can do it but horses that's not true that not all livestock are the same donna it's 2023 listen these animals (laughs) horses can get up on their hind legs and they, they, they can put their hind legs up high. They can also buck you off. The dexterity of a cow versus a horse, the, the overall flexibility, not even close. God, cows are cute. Like a, <laughs> They're just so cute. Yeah, I know. They are cute. They also, you know, they look, they have a, hmm, how to not offend cows here. They have a dumb look about them as well, don't they? As they just stand there in the field, just wagging their tail and sort of looking in the distance like, so this is it. This is our day again. We will stand in this field until dusk, and then we will come out and do it again. You know what I mean? I sure do, Steve. Just doesn't seem a great way to go. And when I see horses, by the way, talk about not wanting to be an animal. You see a horse in a fly-ridden barn... And you're thinking, thank God for arms, right? <laughs> if I told you that you sure. had to go to the boundary waters, the only way that you could get a bug off of you was either by stomping or wiggling your face. You would lose your ever-loving mind. Are you high? <laughs> <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Uh, now this, Luke Bryan is defending Katy Perry after the American Idol quote-unquote backlash, as People.com writes. He says, look, she gets picked on for going out and trying to have fun. The people, there was some initial backlash, if you missed it, after the season, some, some reports that maybe Katy Perry was considering not re-signing with American Idol because there were a few different instances throughout the season where some fans weren't cool with Katie, a comment that she made here, negative stuff there that got booze. And I thought, oh, boy, how these kids have forgotten about the days of Simon Cowell. This is the new generation that is crying, you know, we are offended at Katy Perry's comments. I mean, go back, watch season one, episode one of American Idol, like I recently did just to show my son how much it's changed. And Katy Perry will look like an angel. But Luke was just like, guys, she's great. She loves these kids. We all love the kids. Lionel loves them. I love them. Katie loves them. But sometimes, you know, you need to go out there and be the voice of criticism. And so sometimes, yeah, that gets a little, it doesn't feel great because the fans at home love these contestants and they're really rooting for them. So when then you hear Katy Perry or Luke Bryan say something kind of negative, uh, you're, as Luke Bryan said, sometimes you're just sort of set up to fall on the sword. And so you just got to go with it. But he said it would be very difficult for this judging panel, Luke, Lionel, and Katie, to walk away from the show because they just care about it so much and they care about the kids and they really believe in in what they're doing. And I will say, you know, maybe you, you haven't watched Idol in a decade. Um, but we've we watch it all the time and it is it's a they have a really great chemistry the three of them and it does feel good and it feels decidedly different than American Idol used to feel yeah, with Simon yeah. Cowell. But even after the Simon Cowell went, they had a few different judging panels that just always felt like the shoe didn't quite fit and these three together really seem to genuinely enjoy each other they like have each good other. chemistry yeah i knew jack squat about lionel richie before really? about his personality really oh. before this show yeah he's lovely and he is so funny and he's just the positive warm, like grandpa of the of the panel just really great yeah i agree and when he's in concert oh he's just so friendly oh yeah fun I, strikes me as a good storyteller yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like you're watching a documentary on Lionel Richie unfold. Are you high now? <laughs> What's well, something in the air? Maybe it's all that smoke out there. Oh what my gosh, the, yesterday. Smoke coming from? It smelled like plastic was burning. I walked outside and I was like, wow, it's not just hazy. There's a smell. That was freaky. Thank you. Uh, more text messages from our boss, Amy. Oh, no. <laughs> she said, you were talking about cow sex again. Do you know that? And then a pause, and then now horse sex. You know? <laughs> well, no, it was more about flies on horses. Yes, thank you very much. That's how we would like to say that. Uh, Luke Bryan also was talking about how his work-life balance is out of whack right now. He said he's even had to tell his wife, like, this year is kind of nuts. And, like, sorry about that. Let's just buckle down, get through this year, and then maybe we'll buy a boat and go somewhere in the Caribbean and just get away from it all. But he said it's a little bit out of whack right now, and it's tough. And so he really tries to make time at home really count. Got kids playing travel baseball, which is many Minnesota parents who have traveling sports teams, kids. Uh, That can be a lot on a schedule. Now, uh, so Luke is acknowledging that, very relatable. He also uh, is looking for people's feedback on his Instagram. He shared a clip of himself on stage performing a new song. He didn't mention the title, but I'm thinking it's going to be called Tractor. 
and or yeah, I think it's tractor. It's either tractor or trailer. I think it's tractor. Okay. It's tractor. Um, but here's a little bit. I feel like if you fully produce this, this feels like it could be a country hit. Take a listen. Come on, Donna. I'm not a huge Luke Bryan fan. I don't like his voice. Well, I like one song by him. Nah, maybe two. Zamboni's shaking his head too. The yeah. hunting, fishing, and loving every day. That one, I don't know. He just yeah. has. He he's just yeah. yeah. Is that too on too the nose? Hard, he or goes too, too hard into too it. Stereotypical yes. country. I'm on a tractor. He said yes. it's better than I'm a drug a and anything. Uh. I'm on a chair in front of a computer. Okay, screen. okay, we'll stop okay. there. Okay. Uh, we will play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. We're gonna play it next. You can play along. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Call now. Let's play a game time next. Well, hello. It is Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant with boating season underway. Very popular activity here during the summer. And uh, it's a good time, you guys, to be aware of how to stay safe on the water. Uh, Accidents still do happen. And here's what you need to know. First of all, I didn't know anyone could operate a watercraft. Uh, I didn't know you need didn't you know it didn't require like a boater's license or anything like that. But because of that, boating accidents are typically caused by inexperienced boaters, sometimes mechanical problems or boating under the influence. Unfortunately, a vast majority are alcohol-related accidents, and statistics show that an intoxicated boater is ten times more susceptible to being hurt or killed than sober drivers. Uh, If you ever find yourself in any type of accident uh, involving that, get a hold of Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. You can find him very easily online at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Oh boy, it is just about 1030. And that means it is time to play a little game. Time to go to college. College, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. We're going to find that out. It is as close as you can get. 63 wins, Donna. 63 wins, Steve. Somebody's going to leave with the lead after today. Yeah. It's going to be me. And it's pretty fitting. You guys were talking about AI, and you were talking about maybe a new Beatles song on the way, because I want to talk to you about uh, right around 60 years ago, there was a point when the Beatles had five songs in the top five on the Hot 100 charts at the exact same time time Hmm. only group to ever do that Hmm. today is college of pop culture knowledge is going to be about those five songs don't look it up don't uh, do a little google search but uh, there were five songs they're all from the beatles so it's going to be beatles songs today is going to be the theme all from that year 1964 and kirsten is going to be playing with us today hey kirsten hello how are you i'm doing great and yourself Hey, shoulder pain, you know. Uh, it's all good. Let me ask. I want to. Um, I want to honor you in the right way, caller. Is it pronounced Kirsten as Donna? I think just butchered it, or is it Kirsten? It is Kirsten. 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 I was listen. Listen, Donna doesn't even know your name. You want to team up with her now? (laughs) Are you kidding me? This is the wrong choice. Listen, Stevie Boy. I was just out the other day at Valley Fair, and I was in one part of the park, and a Beatles song came on. I was like, "This is the best. More of this music should be playing all Uh, around us all the time." 
So I did bring you a Beatles story earlier today as well, in addition to that anecdotal story. Would you like to team up today with Donna or with Steve? Oh, you sold me. I'll go with Steve today. All right. Okay, I'm turning my headphones down, but I'm not leaving, okay? Okay, Donna. See ya. All right, Kirsten, you're going to go on uh, hold as well as uh, we will play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge today. And again, it's all about those five songs that were all simultaneously in the top five on the Hot 100 charts. And uh, pretty impressive. Only group to ever do that in history. Steve, you ready to give it a whirl? I'm ready. All right, let's start it off with this one. A 1987 teen rom-com starring Patrick Dempsey and Amanda Peterson about a nerd giving a cheerleader $1,000 to date him for a month took its name from the top song on that list. Can't Buy Me Love. Song number two is about emotion and a yell, was originally recorded in 61 by Top Notes, again in 62 by the Isley Brothers, and then the next year by the Beatles. Salt and Pepper was the most notable to take a crack at it since. Ooh, uh, emotion and a yell. Think of that, caller. Uh, pass. Arguably containing one of the greatest hooks of all time, number three on the list was the group's highest grossing single, and its title is this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, why is my brain failing me? It's the group's highest grossing single, and it's titled this, Yeah, Yeah, Okay. <laughs> We've got uh, the caller still on the line. I'll run through these answers the Lord. for you once again. Uh, Kirsten, you heard the first answer. You felt confident in that. How would you feel about the first one? Uh, yeah, that's absolutely, that was okay. Patrick Dempsey's first big hit, wasn't it? <laughs> All right, she's feeling even more confident about it. We'll go to song number two. It's about a motion and a yell. It was originally recorded in 61 by the Top Notes, again in 62 by the Isley Brothers, and then the next year by the Beatles. Salt and Pepper would be the most notable to take a crack at it since. Any idea on that song? So it's a title of a song by the Beatles, yeah? Yeah, song number two is about a motion and a yell. It was a motion. Oh. Are you saying emotion like a a feeling or a an individual motion? About a motion, a motion and a yell. Uh, What's the one at all the weddings? Like something and shout. Steve can't help Um, you, so what, what would you like to... To say for that one. <laughs> I wish I could. Uh, that, um, something and shout, 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 shout. Let's move on to the last one as you think about that. Okay, are, are yes, you, yes. Arguably yes. containing one of the greatest hooks of all time, number three on the list is this group's highest grossing single, and it's titled this, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. She Loves Me. Okay, that's going to be your answer for the final one. Did you come up with anything more for the second one? Uh, twist and shout. Alrighty, we are going to uh, bring Donna back in here and put uh, Kirsten on hold. Hey, Donna. Hey, Donna. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Nobody think, cheated, right? I, nope. No, I think you might go three for three here. I really, I really crapped the bet on this. Yeah, but did Kirsten help you? She did. Okay. She did. Okay. Did she cheat? She did not. She did not. I don't feel. And boy, it is tough when when the light switch goes on for me midway through, but then I can't jump in and collaborate with her. That was a challenging moment. Your eyes, yeah, I can. I can always <laughs> tell when I look at your it. eyes. Yes, I can see. All right, you ready to do this, Donna? Sure. Again, these are all about the songs that were all simultaneously in the top five on the Hot 100 charts by the Beatles back in 1964. Let's start it off with this one. 
1987 teen rom-com starring Patrick Dempsey and Amanda Peterson about a nerd giving a cheerleader $1,000 to date him for a month took its name from the top song on the list. What? Uh, Hard Day's Night. Song number two about a motion (laughs) and a yell was originally recorded in 61 by Top Notes, again in 62 by the Isley Brothers, and then the next year by the Beatles. Salt and Pepper would be the most notable to take a crack at it since. Uh, Twist and Shout? Arguably containing one of the greatest hooks of all time, number three on the list was this group's highest grossing single. Its title is this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's its title? It's been a Hard Day's Night. That's a hard day's night, and the first one is I want to hold your hand. All righty, let's run through these. This is awful. I can't. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> Again, uh, the Beatles had five songs in the top five, the Hot 100 charts, all at one single time. The first. Uh, let's roll through the go through the second one first. Uh, song number two about a motion and a yell was originally recorded in '61 by Top Notes. Again in '62 by Isley Brothers, and then by the Beatles. Yes, it yes. was Twist and Shout. Woo-hoo! Wow. You both got that one. Okay. Took a second for... Uh, I, need, I needed help. I can't think fast enough. Yeah, Kirsten was able to uh, get that one pulled out there eventually. Um, we'll go to the final one. Arguably containing one of the greatest hooks of all time, number three on the list, was this group's highest grossing single, and it's titled this, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. That's actually She Loves Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She loves mm. me, yeah. I couldn't get it either, Donna. No. But it's too fast. It, it, it can't. And I, was blown, and I was blown away that that was the number one highest... Selling my highest selling single ever for the Beatles. Yeah, Yeah, that is surprising. And finally, we go up to the top one 1987 rom com starring Patrick Dempsey and Amanda Peterson about a nerd giving a cheerleader a thousand dollars to date him for a month. Took the same name from the top song on this list. The song and the movie titled Can't Buy Me Love. Ah. Kirsten knew that that was like Patrick Dempsey's acting debut as well. So Kirsten helped earn that victory today. Way to go, Kirsten. Good job. All right. Mike, what did she just win? You just won a pair of movie passes to a screening of Everybody on Thursday, June 22nd at Showplace Icon West End. Ooh. Way to go, Kirsten. And actually, we will be in town that day, so that's awesome. Excellent. Wonderful. All right. Where where, where are you you right now? I am at work in Monticello. When you say you'll be in town, what are you guys just like world travelers or what's going on? No, no. We're, we are going uh, for uh, two weeks to South Dakota camping, but we're leaving July 1st. So oh, fun. We'll awesome. still be around that week is what I'm saying. I work for a school, too, so, you know, summer is kind of here and there. <laughs> yeah, you got to get in, get in while you fit in. Well, listen, you stay on with Mike, and you might want to listen as well, because if you're going camping, yep. we've got the tip for you. Yes, I can always use more. All right, okay, here we great. go. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tips Everybody on the show getting Getting tipsy. Getting tipsy. It's a play on words. Get it? Because we're going to give you a tip. Not drunk. Right. All right. Here are five rude things to avoid on your next camping trip. Okay? Make sure you're not the person all the other campers hate. Here are a few camping no-nos that are considered rude. It's funny. My friends just went camping last weekend and they were talking about some of the things like, okay, be quiet. It's it's quiet time. And my parents are on a heading to a camping trip later this summer, so they'll be interested in this. Okay. Don't arrive early. Guests from the night before might still be there and they'll feel rushed to leave. If you want to show up early, call the campsite first and see if there's an open spot. 
I don't know what any of those words mean because I am not a camper. But I like that you read it with limited conviction. <laughs> so I guess, you know, it's the same as uh, arriving. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our time about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. ...to an Airbnb when somebody still hasn't left. Oh, gosh, yeah, nightmare. Right. Do not let your dogs run wild. Make sure you know the campsite rules for dogs and keep them on a leash if you need to. Even if leashes are not required, make sure they're not bothering other campers. Yes. Don't bring your own firewood. This is an interesting one, but I I get the reason. Uh, Well... Sometimes it's considered bad to bring your own wood because it can transfer insects and fungus. So you want to buy the camp, uh, the wood from the campground. Hmm. That's interesting. And at a, at a max, they say, like, if, if the campsite doesn't have it, you're picking it up at a gas station. Make sure it's a gas station within 10 miles. Right. So that that way I never thought of it from an invasive species yep. standpoint. Yep. That's why I I wouldn't bring my wood from the cabin to bloomington nice you just you don't you don't do it steve don't you do got it. no woe and blow woe <laughs> northwood and bloomington wood <sighs> don't leave your campfire burning overnight people <laughs> underestimate how much water it takes to fully put out a fire it's usually several ga- gallons so don't assume you can just pee on it guys okay <laughs> Thanks. Don't leave your campfire burning overnight. <laughs> that was all it took for me. I'm sorry. These are good. Give us one more, though, right. Mima. Thanks, Pappy. Don't play music real loud. This includes playing it over a speaker or singing around a campfire. It is what? polite to ask other campers around you first. Do you mind if we sing? What, am I going to do that? Am I going to walk up to somebody and say, do you mind if we sing? We're going to sing a couple songs. We want to do Wagon Wheel, but not, not if it pisses you off, you <laughs> cranky sacks. They might be going to bed earlier than you, Steve. Tell you, get earplugs. Wow. We're getting it's singing around. A, a loud music from a speaker, I get, but whatever happened to America, Donna? I know not. Thank that you. came from Reader's Digest, by the way, which means Donna came up with this story on The Crapper. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, listen, I love Reader's Digest. Love, 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 love. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're uh, fun. I don't know if they still make them. I was going to say, you don't see them a lot anymore. You really they, don't. They, and then uh, there was like a, a faithy one called Guidepost, and yes. they would be in my parents' bathrooms, yes. and they were like mini miniature magazines. Yeah. They were small. Do you know 
I have a whole collection of them. Like on the bed, on the nightstand up at the cabin, you'll find a Reader's Digest or five from the 80s. Me have idea now. Okay. First of all, we will talk idea when we come back because we're out of time. But I, I have an have idea. I curio filled with them. How many people do you know that use the word curio? There's so much <laughs> happening right now. We'll take a quick break. We'll get into it again when we go back to see my talk. Good morning. Welcome back. It's us, Donna and Steve. Appreciate you listening. You're our buddy boots. Thank you. You feeling the song yet, Steve? I'm just thinking about the lyrics as I'm hearing them. You know, it's interesting. You know, it's a, you got to be into those literal, literal lyrics, you know? Very, a lot of details, you know? <laughs> I woke up. Feet hit the ground, walk up to my door, and I turn the handle doors open. No, I'm walking in the hall, turn around, now the stairs going down. So it's just a little, yeah. It's a tough sing along one. You know, you're, he's not going to ever do call and response like during the concert, right. during that uh, verse. I hear you. hear a lot of mumbling. Hey, you like we didn't start the fire. You're right, Donna. But that was a little less literal. Mean, you know, of like a, an account, but I get it. I once, I, I, uh, listen. I released an album when I was a senior in high school. What do you guys want from me? What? I released an album, Donna. All right. I released an album. I would like and, to hear it, please. And it actually was just making me think of one of the songs that I wrote that was very um, literal and cheesy. The lyrics. Hmm. Yeah, boy, I look back on that with a mixture of feelings. I also wrote a very melancholy song in the wake of 9-11 that I don't know if the world needed from me at that point. (laughs) Okay. Oh, great. I would like to listen to some of that sometime. Thank you. What were we talking about? Reader's Digest. And I had an idea. And I actually, this is taking me back like five years. I feel like we've almost done this before or we're tempted to do it. Yeah. If you still have your Reader's Digests, mm-hmm. which you do. I do. It'd be fun if the next time you're up at the cabin, you brought a few back. I have some in my bedroom at home, too. Okay. They're in the curio. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to need to put a pin on curio. We need to come back to that in a moment. Uh, but, but if you brought a couple in, maybe we could just read every now and again, maybe even once a week, like from these 1990s or 80s or 2000, whenever. Yeah. It'd be like a time capsule, and we could just read like one of their little cute little paragraph or short story thingies. I love it. Okay. They're, I think they're now completely online. Oh, that's disappointing. You know, they've got the humor section. I, I just, I love it. 33 funny dad quotes that are perfect for Father's Day. Oh, you got one in front of you? Uh, sure. Uh, let's see here. You can tell what was the best year of your father's life because they seem to freeze that clothing style and ride it out. <laughs> That's from Seinfeld. That's funny. These are good. Here's from Dave Attell. Uh, when you're young, you think your dad is Superman. Then you grow up and you realize he's just a regular guy who wears a cape. That's cute. Yeah. I gave my father $100 and said, buy yourself something that will make your life easier. So he went out and bought a present for my mother. That's funny. Ah, that's funny. That's funny. Oh man, I'm still a little fried, a little freaked out. I think heading into Friday's show because I know that you probably have something big planned for the resident father of the show, Papa. 
Stevie Boy, so I'm pretty jazzed. I hope it's a canoe. Hmm. Okay. What the hell's a curio? You know, it's like a um, display case. People put their little knickknacks. So what in you're it. displaying are Reader's Digest. Correct. It's like a little. Uh, maybe curio isn't the right word. No, I think. Okay, I'm seeing a curio. Yeah, my parents have a curio cabinet. It's in the dining room, and it's this big thing to look in and see things like plates, and also a yeah, dried. Yeah. We have a dried apple wearing a Syria Mosque Shriners hat as well. Like you could put your. Uh, oh, that's nice. Your vintage. Pez dispenser collection inside there, or something rare. Like I bet Reader's you that Digest. curio you have is expensive. I don't think they even sell really cheap curios. It's little. It's in a corner in a my bedroom. Okay. It was gifted to me by an ex. Whoa! You had those kind of exes that were buying you furniture? Not buying. Handing down. Oh, you had those kind uh, of exes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, my last lady wasn't much of a curio fan, but you strike me as one, honey. Take this. Compliments of me. You could put your spoon collection in there, you know? It seems like people like to display this. You don't see people as often displaying plates. No. It no, used to be really like, don't. hey, turn the lights on in that curio because I want people to know that we have fancy plates. You know, funny you should say that because... Belanger has plates displayed. Does he really? Yeah, in the dining room. Very pretty. Very pretty. Huh. Usually it's handed down to you from generations, you know. I have one at the cabin, too, and it's in a corner going up the stairs. It's a built-in. So it's one of those things. It's like, well, I could leave it empty or I could put a ceramic frog yeah, you got to put something <laughs> you know, in it if it's yeah. there, if it's built in especially. Right. Anyway. Very interesting. I would say so as well. Thank you. Everyone should get a curio. Hey, speaking of gifts, things that you have been given, uh, and then maybe re-gifting them, you found that Will and Grace uh, story. So Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. Yeah. He got a gift. His gift was better than a curio, no offense. Yes, it was. At the end of season one, but then he didn't keep it. What's up with that? Well, so, yeah, season one, he gets a gift. It's a Porsche. He uh, he said that he had to sell it to pay his bills. Wow, that is the facade of you see someone on television and you assume they're just, you know, getting choppered everywhere. Yep. The executives wow. decided uh, to gift him as a reward, I guess, for their, their great season. And... The ratings kept going up and up and up, and that's it wasn't until then that they realized they had a hit on their hands. But, yeah, no, he said, I got to sell. I got to sell this baby. Pay my rent. Wow. And there were four Porsches. They were taken out to lunch by uh, NBC's then entertainment president, Scott Sessa. And they were walking in the parking lot after lunch, and he just kept gesturing, and they're like, what's going on? And then there are four Porsches with ribbons on them. That is so cool. And then cool. the stars get Porsches. That's pretty sweet. Well, and then Eric McCormick leaned over to Sean, or Sean leaned over to Eric and said, is it expensive to insure a Porsche? And they said, you know, 
Not when it's free. See what I'm saying? Okay. You know who they should have called? The Canopy Group. Bam! Plug! Yes! Right? <laughs> Just saying. That's how you insure that Porsche. Yeah. Hey, I want to let you know real quick. I know we're out of time here, but uh, Carrie Fisher's final film is finally going to be released seven years after her death. Wow. I can't believe it's been seven years. Um, the film also stars Rita Ora and Sebastian Croft, who's a newcomer, who's supposed to be real good looking. And I can't remember what the name of the movie is. It's fun. We just give you half this information, <laughs> then you go research. You'll feel really accomplished. I will have it on the other side of this short break. When she says Wonderwell. I, she means Mike. Wonderwall. Wonderwell. Wonderwell.